Good Nair Shabbos. This Shabbos is next level. It's the first Shabbos that the Bnei Chutzlars and Bnei Yisrael are going to be together for part of the Kriya. It's really just the Haftarah. And um, I think it's just a beautiful like, Shabbos, this idea that the Achdus is starting. And I think that's really what the theme of the three weeks is. Obviously, since the Churban and the Baisheni was because of Sinas Chinam, and of course we all know that the Tikkun of obviously is Avas Chinam. The question is how to, to accomplish Avas Chinam. And I think that part of it is just trying to put yourself in the other person's shoes, figuratively, of course, and try to understand where they're coming from. And I think that that's also a certain symbol that the people living in Eretz Yisrael and the people living in Chutzah Aretz are having some kind of connection again vis-à-vis the Torah. Now this Shabbos is known as the Shabbos, the first Shabbos of the Tzlosa de Paranusa. The Paranus, the tragic Shabbos. Why is it a tragic Shabbos? What's the big deal? So it's named after, there's three special Haftorahs. This Shabbos is Dibri Yermiyahu, next Shabbos is Shimu, um, the Lushan of the, I'll tell you, the Lushan of the Haftorah. Um, and then the third Shabbos is the Shabbos of, of, of Tvarim, which is Chazon Yishayahu. So the first Shabbos is Divi Yermiyahu, the words of Jeremiah. Obviously, it's talking about the, the he gives a lot of Musr to Kla Yisrael about what was going on in their days. And it's really a time to work on our Dibur, Dibri Yermio. The next Shabbos is going to be Shumu Dvar Hashem. It's also in Yermio, but Shumu Dvar Hashem. Are we listening? And then the final Shabbos is about the Chazon Yishayo. So right now it's coming from the level of Peh, this week is Dibur. Then it's going to be Shmia, and then it's going to be Re'iya. Um... Now, somebody once asked me, like, why don't we have something about the nose, you know? So, uh, I'm not going to get into it. There is actually an interesting thing in Kabbalah. There's something known as the Oizen Chaitem and the Peh. And and there, they don't even talk about the Inayim. That's a certain, I guess, Hishtalshul, some kind of unfolding of divine revelations. It happens very differently than we would imagine. But here, that obviously, the things that create the most of the problems are how do we speak? Of course, Lush and Hara is a, one of the main things. But there's a positive speech also. How do we complement each other? How do we give each other? Then there's the listening. A lot of times when a person's having a conversation, or maybe even if you're listening to this shear right now, and you're doing it at triple speed. I don't know if they have triple speed, but double speed because this California rabbi just takes too long to say his things. Lemaisa, are we listening? Sometimes we're distracted listening. Yes, uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh, you know, you take your phone and like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, right, sure. Where, how are we listening? Are we hearing or are we listening? And, um, and I think that that makes a, a big difference. And the final thing is how we look at things. And Ayin Tov, the 
the ultimate is to develop an ayin tov, to look at every Jew in a positive light and to see the good in everything. So this is part of the development of the three weeks. And these are three, uh, I guess, activities in a certain way, speech, listening, and seeing. These are things that happen in the head. And these three weeks, it's almost like programming the mind, how we want to work, how we want our lives to be. Some people say that that the, what a person does during the three weeks could determine how his whole Rosh Hashanah is going to be. And I think that this is a very, very, very deep idea, but how a person approaches this is really crucial. Some people approach it as like defeatist. Uh, uh, the, three, the nine days, three weeks, uh, it's just a, a hassle for me. I don't understand anything. I don't feel anything. What's the point of this all? And, you know, it, sometimes that's the default position for many people, unfortunately. But other people are like, wow, I really don't feel anything, but I wish I did. And I think that that's part of why the mourning period gets more intense as it goes along. In other words, right now we're basically not listening to live music, <clears throat> hopefully, right? Um, but, and no, no hasanas, but we could eat meat, we could drink wine. If it comes the nine days, it's going to be a little bit more intense. Meat, wine, on Chavez, we could eat meat and drink wine, but not the rest of the time. And then on Tisha B'Av itself, it's going to be the most intense morning. We're gradually getting more intense. And that's because we can't, we'd be too much in shock if, it would, if we'd start the other way around. There's no way we could just like, you know, we're too, in Hebrew there's a word, adishut, we're too numb, as it were, to feel this. So we gradually turn up the heat a little bit to make it that it becomes a little bit more familiar with us. And finally, in Tishabov, the reality is supposed to kind of set in what, what we're missing. But I want to get back to the, the topic at hand was the three Shabbases. What makes these three special Shabbases so, so special? And I think it's the concept is a beautiful concept mentioned in the Nesiva Sholem. The Nesiva Sholem, who, who lived in Telstone, or Zoha, to meet him a few times and take some of the day guys to get brachas from him when he would go for a little shpatzir. And the Slonim Rebbe was not only a huge Talmud Chacham, but he had a heart of gold. And I remember one time his gabai was kind of like, don't bring anybody over. And the Rebbe looked and said, like, what are you, you know, what are you making signs for? And he's like, he explained to him. And then the Rebbe turned around and said, Come, come, you know, come, you know. So, you know, he had a good heart, you know. he I, I didn't want to go against the Gabbai, but when the Rebbe himself turned around, you know, and tells us to come over, so, you know, we came over. But the Salama Rebbe says an amazing, amazing thing. To me, it was a, a life changer. There's a famous vort that we said over many, many, many times. The vort is, it's a chazal. Any generation that the base of Midrash was not built in its days is as if it was destroyed in its days. 
The Salam Rebbe has many different approaches to this. But one of the lines that just, to me, really said so much was he said, why does it say, Just say, Why does it have to say, So he wants to say that there's something, that there's a yom, there's days, there's special days, there's certain days that we need, that Akash Baruch Hu will give us these days of positivity, these days of trying to focus on the, on the upside, instead of looking at the negative. And those days are especially Shabbos, Shabbos and Yontav. So he says, the kol dorosh and lo nivna beis hamikdash beyomav. Any generation that beis hamikdash was not built in his days means that the person, the, the yom that's talking about there is talking about Shabbos Kodesh. That means that any generation that they didn't build the base of Mikdash on the Shabbos. Now the Shabbos is a Bechina base of Mikdash. It's, a, it's in so many different Sfarim and Midrashim. They, they equate the Shabbos is the sanctuary in time. And where Shabbos is the base of Mikdash of Zman. And the base of Mikdash is the base of Mikdash in physical. So Shabbos is the spirit to build the physical. So any generation that they didn't build the base of Mikdash in its days, meaning on the Shabbos Kodesh, the people were not using the Shabbos to build and come close to Kodesh Baruch Hu and bring Kodesh Baruch Hu into your Mikdash Ma'at and your physical own body's existence and your physical existence and your spiritual existence weren't harmonious because you didn't use Shabbos for that purpose. And chas v'shalom nechav So the Shabbos nebuch 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 could be the things that lead to the downfall, and that's why we say shomer as yoyim hashabbos lekachoy zocher as yoyim. Remember the Shabbos day to sanctify. Why don't you say zocher as Shabbos lekachoy? Right, shomer as Shabbos lekachoy. What is yoyim hashabbos? The day of Shabbos, twenty-four hours, twenty-five hours. What is the day doing there? So the Son of Rebbe is saying that this is a reference to this, so that kol dor nivna that means he's not doing it properly. And this is the, this is the idea of the Binyan Beis HaMikdash, that in the root of a person's neshama, of a Yiddish neshama, we know as Baini Ubein B'nai Yisrael, Ois that even if a person who is in the own Matzav, you know, a person does a, a spiritual accounting and he like says, I'm a mess. I'm so far. I'm so far from Kosh Baruch I'm so far from myself. I'm so far from my family. I'm so far from my friends. I'm, 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 I'm a Nebuch. So this is where that even in this situation, a person's neshama is really connected to the Shabbos Kodesh. And that if a person were to pick himself up on Shabbos, so even if the, the, right before Shabbos he felt that he's in the Matzav al-Khurban, but if he connects himself to Kosh Baruch Hu on Shabbos, this Shabbos will lift him up. And this is what it means here, that's Oisi Lo'olam, it's that this is the sign that every Yid can mamish rebuild himself. Their people never, their families are broken, their homes are broken, their lives are broken. If they would realize the koyach of a Shabbos, 
have a three-week Shabbos, the Shabbos of the three weeks. And if we just say, this Shabbos, you know, I'm going to sanctify this Shabbos, that I'm going to be very careful of how I speak. And next Shabbos, I'm going to be very careful to what I listen to. And the third Shabbos, I'm going to be very careful to always look and see things in the positive. Now, this is what HaKosh Baruch Hu wants from us to do during the, these three weeks. And Hashem should help us that we should get the message, especially at the beginning of the parsha. It talks about Lo Yachel Dvaro, a person shouldn't profane his words. What does it mean, profane his words? If you could make something holy, then you could profane it. But if a person doesn't realize the power of his words, a person just doesn't realize the kedusha and potential for how much you could build with your words, then you don't understand what it means to how much destruction could happen. So therefore, a person has to understand that if a person makes kiddush on Friday night and he says shalom aleichem and he says Shabbos shalom to his house and he greets Shabbos, a person can have such a powerful experience with the words that he does and the davening that he says and the laning that he follows and he reads. These are things that build a person. Hashem should help us that we should utilize this opportunity, these Shabbosim, to mamas rebuild ourselves, our own Migdash, and we could say it like just not only to not say a negative, to Dafka go say positive. Find something nice to say about another Yid. Give him a compliment. Give, make him feel good. Uh, there's a, a Hasidim shul here that uh, I've been davening in in Shabbosim for many years. And one of the reasons is the Gabai is a very, very unique person. I learned many things from him. One of the things I learned from him is that he says that I like to give cover to people. I like to give cover to people. And I was like, okay, you know, like, uh, but like, you know, you can give cover to somebody who's like, really doesn't, you know, he's not any, not anybody, at least to the, the eye that you would see as being special. And he said, this is a, years ago, he told me, he says, you don't understand. Maybe the reason why you don't think he's chashuv is because nobody thinks he's chashuv. Nobody gives him any feeling of chashivas. So I want to give him some feeling of chashivas. What does it take away from me? What do I lose by making this guy feel chashiv? So wow, that's so so powerful. It doesn't take anything away from somebody to give a compliment to somebody. For Kerit, it, it builds a person. And Hashem should help us that not only to stay away from the negative use of our speech of Lashon Hara and maybe not to do Lashon Hara not to do Nivel Peh but how to utilize the words how to say a nice word because Baruch should bless us that we should be Zohar to say nice things to people we should daven Hashem please help me always having something nice to say to somebody you see you meet somebody you see a a parent, uh, you know their kids or something like that, and you tell them, well, you know your kid, like, I have such hana when I see your kid in shul. You know, we don't know what we could do by just saying a nice word. So many mice about, you know, people saying something nice and it, and it saves the person's life. We have uh, the famous idea from the Zara Kaddish. Zarekhoda says that when a person speaks Lashon Har, they have to bring two korbonos. Why two korbonos? One korban for the bad thing he said. You know what the second korban is? The second korban is what you could have said that could have, instead of destroying the person, could have built the person. Hashem should help us so we should always be able to do the positive 
and bring us closer to the Diaz Goyal Tzedek B'meir B'meinu Amen.